Rise and shine. It's butt whipping time. It's time for the Morning Blitz with Ross Volkmer. That broadcast school has really paid off. Talking everything sports from the preps. Down the floor, a baseline two-handed flush from Lincoln Cure. To the pros. The Lombardi Trophy has a red and gold reflection. The Chiefs are champions of Super Bowl 57. The Blitz is presented by the insurance agency, Equity Bank of Hoxie, Quinter, and Grinnell, the Cowboy Corner Express, and the Farmer State Bank in Oakley. Stop what you're doing and listen. Here it comes. Riley in the air to left field. On the run, Marsh. There it goes. Austin Riley has given the Braves the lead in the eighth. He deals a 2-2. Cassianos in the air to right center field. Harris is on the run. Harris at the track. He leaps. And he makes the catch. Harper might be doubled up. The throw gets away. The throw to first. It's over. It's over. Garoppolo is in the gun. Looks at a nickel. Arms outstretched, shotgun snap, passes right on, lines right throw, caught in the hash mark to the three, diving in, down the middle, touchdown, Jacoby Myers! Four wide, looking into the nickel, Love gets the shotgun snap, hands off to Dylan, who stutter steps, runs over the center of the five, down the middle, and in for the touchdown! There's the shotgun snap, they rush four, he gets out of harm's way, throws down the far side, end zone, intercepted! Intercepted, intercepted on the play! Robertson in the end zone! Far side! No flag! The Raiders are gonna win it! Goriel lines it to center. This will bring another run home. Here comes Pham, and it's 3-0 Diamondbacks. He lifts one to deep left. Back goes Peralta, and he will watch it leave the yard! Good Tuesday morning, everybody. It is the Morning Blitz on 1025 U-Rock, AM 730, Fox Sports Tri-State, NWKSRadio.net, the Rocking M app. No matter what way you're listening, thank you for tuning in here on this Tuesday morning. It is October the 10th, and temperatures outside sitting at 47 degrees to get things going on our way to a high of 86. Some warm days on tap coming up before, once again, kind of like last week, a cooler Friday, Saturday, Sunday, a cooler weekend up ahead. But uh, once again, appreciate you tuning in. If you want to be part of the Morning Blitz, you want to uh, get your thoughts, comments, opinions in, you can hit us up on the text line, the number 785-899-2222, the number part of the Morning Blitz here this morning, where today we'll be visiting with our good friend Jesse Newell of the Kansas City Star. We'll be talking about the Kansas City Chiefs, an update on him or his updates on the Chiefs on you know, the slow offensive starts. Uh, Travis Kelsey, is he going to be good to roll here on Thursday night against the Broncos? Uh, we'll get some more uh, good conversation with uh, Jesse Newell coming up here at the uh, at the bottom of the hour. Uh, we're going to rank some stuff. Uh, we talked about two, last Tuesday kind of ranking uh, the top NFL uh, teams at this point in time, talking about ranking some of the top college football teams. Uh, we're actually going to rank... Uh, Big 12, at least the top teams in the Big 12. So I'll do some uh, rankings there uh, with the Big 12 football season. Once again, we're at that halfway point. Uh, take a look at who are the top teams in the Big 12, according to yours truly. So we'll get to that in the uh, last segment of the show. But uh, lots to get to here early on on a busy sports day yesterday. And let's get to it all with the front page. 
Read all about it. Read all about it. The top stories of today. I got the early edition. Hot off the press. It's the front page on the Morning Blitz. Front page, really? Starting first first and foremost with local sports and nothing bigger yesterday than girls regional golf happening just a couple miles west of the studio here in Goodland at Sugar Hills Golf Course where, to no one's surprise, the Colby Lady Eagles end up taking first place as a team, qualify as a team for the 3-1A through state golf tournament next week in Heston. Lady Eagles shot a 395 combined team score led by their big three. Anna Starbuck, who won the tournament individually, she shot an 82 to finish in first. Logan Nolan tied for third with a 93. And then you had Natalie Widerski finishing in eighth place with a 102. Those three girls led the way for Colby, and they have led them the entire season. Uh, Colby's next best finisher, uh, at least yesterday, was Addie Mullendore. She finished in 30th place, and they had Braylon Stupka tied for 31st, and then Anna Stramel finishing around 35th. Those are the top six golfers, but they had three girls inside the top 10, and then they had three girls outside the top 30. So kind of interesting to see uh, how that might affect them going into state because I think you might need a little bit more possibly, possibly. I don't know what's around the rest of the state from your four, five, and six golfers. We'll find out. Goodland was at home. They used that to their advantage. They finished in the runner-up spot, as they have pretty much all season behind Colby. Only 10 shots back of Colby. They shot a 4.05 combined score to finish in second place and qualify as a team for the state tournament. Allie Cure led the Cowgirls with a third-place finish of a 93. Tori Jones finishing in sixth place with a 94. Third-best score of the day for the Cowgirls was the young freshman Natalie Cure. Tying for 12th with a 107. The thing about Goodland, though, they had Sheridan Townsend, who was 19th with a 111. Uh, they also had Marie Martin tie for 23rd with a 116. And Bree Carmichael with a 117 tie for 27th. So you look at those girls there, they all finished uh, inside the top 30. Uh, and that's probably why, a big reason why, uh, that Goodland was 10 strokes within Colby. Because Anna Starbuck is always going to get you more than likely, you know, at least probably eight to ten strokes because of how low she can score. That's kind of the big difference. If Colby didn't have Anna Starbuck, more than likely Colby and Goodland all year would have been jockeying back and forth on who would be winning these tournaments. But Anna Starbuck is the difference with especially those ten shots that she can gain, uh, you know, shooting an 82 instead of a 92, which if she shot a 92... She would have second finished second last year. Uh, or sorry, finished second yesterday is what I was trying to say. Uh, Rollins County, Amelia Bowles will qualify as an individual. Uh, she shot an 85. She's been phenomenal all season. Just three shots back of Anna Starbuck, and so she will go as an individual. But Colby, Goodland, Cimarron, and Hoisington, which Cimarron and Hoisington were 434 and 436, so about 30 shots, 30 shots over and back of Goodland in second place finish. But Colby, Goodland, Cimarron, Hoisington, a good day for the GWAC. Three out of four teams will be going to the state tournament in Heston coming up here next Monday and Tuesday. Like I mentioned, Amelia Bowles of Rollins County will be going as well as an individual uh, to play once again at the Heston Golf Course. That's Monday the 16th, and hopefully if you can play well, Tuesday the 17th That's when state golf will be happening. And so... I think there's actually some interesting things to watch there. I I didn't do a lot of digging on who else 
uh, you know, made it out of the Girard Regional. Uh, I didn't go looking there, but it looks like there'll be teams from St. Mary's Colgan, Caney Valley, Fredonia, and Columbus. None of those teams shot a score under 400. In fact, not even under 410. So we visited earlier with the year with Colby head golf coach Rick Williams saying, thinking that he thought that St. Mary's Colgan, which is usually a pretty good program, had been a little bit down this year. They hadn't had the, the, the elite scores that they had in previous years. That looks to be hanging true at this point in time. So who knows? If you can go there and you can play good and the lights aren't too bright, uh, the stage is not too big, maybe you can get uh, you know two teams in the top three from the GWAC. I think there's a possibility of that. We'll have to see. Uh, the other 3-2-1-A regional was, in, uh, was Jefferson West. And there were some much better scores. Uh, in fact, there was uh, Silver Lake shot a 345, Jeff West a 363, Heston a 389, Osage City a 393. So we'll see. We'll see. Who knows how challenging the course they played uh, there at Village Greens. Uh, maybe that was an extremely difficult course. Although there were some really good scores. Really good scores. Um, 75, 78, 80, 83, 87, 89. I mean, five scores under 90. Pretty darn good. So we'll just have to find out. Once again, it depends on, you know, what's one thing about golf? You, you got to show up on Monday and you got to be at least semi-competent to play on Tuesday. If you really stink it up on Monday, it's hard to dig yourself out of a hole on Tuesday. So... Uh, you got to play semi-competent Monday, so then you can uh, go into Tuesday and have a chance. But it should be interesting. Interesting to find out. But that's 3-1A through 1A, girls state golf that's taking place Monday and Tuesday uh, at the Heston Golf Course. Once again, congratulations to Goodland and Colby girls teams both qualifying for state. Amelia Bulls of Rollins County qualifying for state. They'll all be in action here in less than a week. Yesterday, also in local sports, Colby Lady Trojan Volleyball team got back in the win column. They beat Pratt in straight sets last night, 25-13, 25-9, 25-14. They're now 14-9 and 6-5 and in the Jayhawk. They've got Butler coming up in El Dorado on Wednesday, so they get one quick day off here, and then they will be back to action on Wednesday. Only a few, what, I think just five matches left. The rest of the regular season for Colby before the postseason. I'm going to pull that up here real quickly. They only have five matches left. They've got at Butler, home versus Hutch, at Garden, home versus Barton, at Dodge. So, and you've got Butler. I don't know. Did they beat Butler this year? I think they did. I'm going to double. I'm going to double check my facts here. I'll make sure I get that right. I think they did. Yes, they swept Butler. So, you feel confident they could probably get Butler, even though it's a tough place to play at the power plant. Tough game at home against Hutch, but it is home. You go to Garden City, you lost to them, and I don't know, imagine if they felt like that was one you kind of let slip. Home versus Barton, probably the best team in the Jayhawk. That'll be a difficult one, but once again at home and then at Dodge City. So you got to make up some ground here if you're Colby, want to better position yourself for the Region 6 tournament, which gets going here at the beginning of November. So there's your local sports from yesterday. Uh, moving on into today, plenty of local volleyball happening. Uh, Colby and Decatur Community will be at the Quinter Triangular. Triplanes Brewster will have a triangle with Wallace County and St. Francis. Golden Plains and Wheatland Grinnell will go to Joaquini Trigo for a quad with Dighton and Goodland. Back at home inside the Max Jones Fieldhouse where they've played very well so far this season. They have a quad with Oakley, Hill City, and Weskin for the Cowgirls Senior Night. Final home matches of the year uh, for the GHS volleyball team. Uh, pretty big and 
uh, pretty big and pretty, uh, what I want to say here, ex- experienced senior class. Uh, and so they've got to, you know, they'd like to go out with the three sets of victories and, and try to position themselves in a good spot for the uh, postseason standings. You know, they'd like to get themselves in a good spot in that bracket for for substate. I mean, that's what that's the goal. So you can have a little bit better look at you know what you're going to be. But there's no doubt it's you've got Hoisington that's going to be a tough one to get through. But we'll see. This Calgary volleyball team has certainly been up and down this year. Right now they're riding high. They've played very very well. Had some great wins on Thursday of last week. Now can they uh, piece it together for three more times, pick up a couple more wins, and have a lot of confidence going into Saturday where you've got league tournament, which will not be easy because uh, you got some good teams in the GWAC, but not, not uh, impossible either. And if you hopefully continue that momentum into uh, sub-state, regionals, whatever you want to call it, uh, coming up uh, a week from this Saturday. So that's your local sports for today. Uh, quickly, some other news from yesterday. Uh, Kansas punt returner Trevor Wilson was named the Big 12 Special Teams Player of the Week. He probably should have after he returned a punt 82 yards for a touchdown in their big win over UCF. Uh, the Monday Night Football last night, not not a pretty game. Uh, it just wasn't a pretty game. Pretty much all Monday Night Football games are turds anymore. But uh, Raiders pick off Jordan Love three times, 17-13 the final there as uh, they get the victory. I... I don't know. I don't know what to make of, of Jordan Love. Uh, 16 to 30, 182, three interceptions. I don't know. I just, everyone's like, gosh, is Jordan Love, is he going to be a bust? I, guys, it's been, what, five games? I mean, come on. Zach Wilson's getting all types of extra time because of injuries and stuff. We all know that he's more than likely a bust, but they're still going. I think Jordan Love just needs more time. And I don't think they Packers have a whole lot going for him, to be honest with you. They don't have a great offensive line. Their key offensive linemen are always hurt, it seems. Because of that, they can barely run the ball. I mean, A.J. Dillon fought tooth and nail for every yard last night. 20 carries, 76 yards, did get a touchdown for his hard work. But they don't really have a running game to help out the young quarterback, and they just don't have a ton. I mean, Christian Watson, Luke Musgrave, Josiah Degara, Ben Sims, Devontae Wicks, Jalen Reed. Can anybody name you these wide receivers that they've got on the Packers? It's not like Devontae Adams or Jordy Nelson or, you know, whoever else you want to throw out there from the years of past. It's not. So they've they've just they've got some work to do in the draft. They've got to get some better pieces around Jordan Love to help him have some success. Uh, the Raiders, on the other hand. Jimmy Garoppolo, okay, 22 of 31 for a touchdown to pick. Josh Jacobs, same exact thing like A.J. Dillon really had to work hard to run. 20 carries for 69 yards, but did get a touchdown. Jacoby Myers definitely is the best, is the favorite receiver of Jimmy Garoppolo. Seven receptions, 75 yards, and a touchdown. Devonta Adams, who should be, uh, only had four catches for 45 yards. But the Raiders improved to 2-3. and three. The Packers drop to 2-3. and three. I think I saw that was the Raiders... That win snapped an eight-game losing streak to the Packers for the Raiders, I think. I think that's what I read that right. But uh, once again, week number, what is it, five in the books of the NFL season after that Monday night 17-13 win for the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, And, of course, an update in baseball. It got interesting. It got interesting, especially in Philadelphia. I tell you, that was a nutty scene uh, to see that for sure. A very crazy, crazy scene in uh 
I guess it wasn't Philadelphia. It was Atlanta. They were they were in Atlanta, but uh, you know how the Braves lost three nothing to the Phillies. They were actually down four nothing, four nothing to Philadelphia. It was Atlanta uh, halfway through that game last night? The Braves come charging back. They're down by two in the eighth with the runner on. Austin Riley sends one deep into left field and gives the Braves a five four lead. And then Phillies have the tying run on first. And a ball hit very, very well into deep right center field. Tracked down by the center fielder uh, for the Braves. And then Bryce Harper lost his mind. Thought that one was going to bounce off the wall or be gone to possibly give the Phillies the lead. Instead, it was a great catch up against the wall. And then he had to run back and tag. And they got him out in a double play into the game, which made a pretty crazy scene there in Atlanta. But they even that series up at one game apiece. And uh, that will make the baseball enthusiasts happy because the Braves got a game back and there was a lot of concern that they'd be down 0-2 and and then of course the Dodgers lost to the Diamondbacks how unfortunate is that 4-2 the Diamondbacks once again doing what they've done uh, at least uh, the last two the two games in uh, at least in a couple games so far they jump out in front of the Dodgers they get three runs in the first and then to get another insurance run a few innings later on a Lourdes Gurriel solo homer and the Diamondback bullpen, which has been knock on wood, which has been bad a majority of the season. In the postseason, has actually looked pretty respectable, has looked pretty competent, uh, and has worked around just a murderer's row of hitters for the Dodgers. I mean, that's the one thing. You watch the, the Diamondbacks or against the Dodgers, and you're like, who are these guys on the Diamondbacks roster and the Dodgers? Well, you know every single one of them because it's an all-star lineup pretty much. And so to see the Diamondbacks work around that, that's pretty unique. Uh, but the Diamondbacks now, both these te- both those games get a day off today as they travel. Braves go to Philadelphia, uh, and then the Dodgers go to Arizona. And so Arizona with the chance to win at home and sweep the Dodgers and advance to the NLCS, which would be just unbelievable if that were to happen because I think this young diamond, this team for the Diamondbacks is really young, young pitching, young players in the field and them doing what they're doing to me. It's all gravy, even though I don't feel that way when I'm watching them because I'm nervous, but nonetheless, it's all gravy for them. And if they can find a way to sweep the Dodgers, a team that they always have trouble with in the regular season, beat them in the postseason, send them home, which will make me laugh. And a lot of the major league baseball world laugh. Uh, That'll be pretty funny, but we'll see. Long way to go, even though they've got a two-game lead and they only got to win one more. Sometimes that last one is always the toughest, Uh, but that's what's going on. That'll be Wednesday when those series resume. But there is a couple games tonight. Uh, Back on the American League side, you have the the Twins hosting the Astros in Game 3 of that series that's tied at 1, and we could see our first championship series uh, ticket get punched. The Rangers lead 2-0 over the Orioles. Their backs are against the wall there is Baltimore, and they got to do it on the road in Texas. So big game coming up tonight. Both those games on Fox, the American League Division Series. Uh, Twins-Astros by the early p- first pitch time. That's at uh, 3.07 Central, 2.07 Mountain Time, and then 7.03 Central, 6.03 Mountain Time uh, for the late game there with Major League Baseball. And once again, I, I get so tired of... Uh, we'll we'll just see how it all shakes out. I we'll see how it all shakes out. But uh, I just get cons- I, I get 
it, it frustrates me when you hear a whole bunch of people sit there and talk about oh the postseason it's it's not it's not really good it's it's not really helpful to the teams that you know that had the best regular season because they come in after a five day you know layoff the other teams have the momentum because they played and ah so tired of hearing that what do you want to do every other team uh, every other team has to you know deal with that in the NFL they, the, the the teams have the best regular season to buy what do you want. You win the regular season. You have a great regular season. You need to be rewarded for that. What do you want that to be? You get home field advantage. They're talking about, oh, gosh, because the Dodgers and the Braves might lose or or, or the Orioles might lose uh, because, you know, the, the, they, they, had, they got the bye. Give me a break. Why don't they just play better? Just play better. Especially for the Dodgers or Crowley. You got so much freaking money and payroll. Just play better. Simple as that. Thank you, Craig, for texting. And I would agree. I love watching the Dodgers lose. It makes me chuckle. Makes me chuckle. Absolutely love it. There you go. That's the front page. Like I said, we'll, we'll see how it all shakes out. We're, we're not through the championship series yet. But if you think about it, if the Rangers and the Diamondbacks find a way to advance, there'll be some griping because those two teams, you know, the Orioles and the, you know, the Orioles and especially the Dodgers because of the major market that they're in and the eyeballs they'll draw and they're not going to be in the in the postseason will hurt ratings, all that stuff. Give me a break. Give me a break. Don't need to hear about that. You can even hear it. Bob Costas is, is in charge of doing the games on TBS for the Diamondbacks and Dodgers. And you can just hear him every time something happens that's not good for the Dodgers. He's always like surprised or uh, or saddened by it. Now, there's a hit by Guriel. That one's going back, and oh, it's gone. <laughs> they just they want to see the Dodgers. Major League Baseball wants to see the big market teams. Well, if the big market teams and all the big money teams, why don't they win with all that money they've got on their payroll? And me, I just sit back and I laugh. All right, uh, let's get to a break. We're right at the bottom of the hour. 8.30 Central, 7.30 Mountain Time. Glad you're listening on this uh, Tuesday morning edition of the Morning Blitz. Up next, Jesse Newell, our good friend from the Kansas City Star, talking some Kansas City Chiefs football next here on this Tuesday morning.